Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fighting Films, the podcast where we take movies that we feel there's something alike about. Maybe they have very similar plots. Maybe they share directors and themes. Maybe they are an adaptation of a famous novel. Maybe there is just some personal reason for one, each, or all of us. Either way, the discussion will be fun, so let's get those films fighting. My name's Chris. I'm one of the show's co-hosts, and with me is the show's creator, stat person, fun fact generator, and critical aggregate, Stefan. Hi, everybody. And our social media guru, theme creator, and the person who keeps us all organized and on track, Jess. Hey, everyone. I'm Jess, and I'm who you're talking to when you check out our social media pages. Uh, we've got our second Patreon. First, we had Karen. Hi, Karen. And now we have Brant. And they both joined our top current tier at Welterweight. And that includes some Patreon-only access and behind-the-scenes content, a sneak peek into new shows and content, your Patreon shout-out, which I just did, and they get to choose one episode theme. And that's $10 per month. Now, if you want to just support us a little bit, you can go with our lightweight tier, which includes the sneak peek into shows and content, Patreon-only access, and you do get a shout-out. Or, you know, if you just have a buck that you found in your couch cushions, you can send it our way on our featherweight plan uh, and you get a sneak peek into new shows and contents. So basically you get to hear the show a couple days earlier before all your friends and you can definitely reach out to us. You can get a hold of us at uh, fightingfilmspod at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at uh, Films Fighting. You can go get a hold of us on Facebook at Fighting Films Podcast. And we now have an Instagram page at Fighting Films. And that's where we post kind of extra little photos and stuff. If we, you know, get together and are watching movies or maybe we got some new DVDs. Uh, but we will always post our, mo our movie posters uh, that are coming soon. And uh, back to you, Chris. Yes, thank you all so much for supporting our Patreon. I know that we are new and that some of you may have heard me on my shows before, but the amount of work being put in by Jess and Stefan to turn this into something even bigger and live on its own and grow and bring in fans is just amazing. Thank you all for joining and for continuing with us on this awesome journey. This episode originally aired as an episode of Shooting the Shit, where Fighting Films was a budding segment co-hosted by Stefan. We were still figuring out what this show could be and what it could become at the time. Because we had not established the trio of Jess, Stefan, and I at the time, we have decided to record some additional material for the episodes with Jess so that each of our voices will be represented in the episode. So with that, Stefan, please tell us which of these films we will be discussing on this episode. We are talking about The Lost World and Fallen Kingdom, the uh, two uh, Jurassic Park sequels. The two middle films, yes, in the Thank uh, you. Yeah, you said that better. trilogies. They both kind of try to do the same thing, to like live up and subvert and play around with the first movie in the the, the mess that came along. Um mess is a weird word in the mix that came along. And um I don't know, you know mess sounded accurate. <laughs> definitely <laughs> sounds accurate for the lost world and so yeah, um, Stefan, what a you know outside of the fact that they're the sequels to Jurassic Park and Jurassic World proper, and it's kind of interesting how Jurassic World is the fourth Jurassic Park movie, but it kind of does this 
cool kind of singular reboot thing on its own too. So this is kind of the second movie in that as lost world is the second movie in the original trilogy. What I'm, you know, outside of that, like what, what made you think this would be a cool two to compare? Yeah. I mean, the term for Jurassic world is a legacy sequel, by the way, which where, yes, it, it doesn't retcon everything like, you know, Halloween did the new Halloween from 2018, but it does, um, you know, it does feature like the continuity of the whole previous entries. Speaking of Halloween, I did watch, um, the, the Halloween that was right before H2O. The yes. Of Michael Myers. Halloween which, and, Yeah. And you can tell it was like year before scream and you can really tell, you know, how scream, how big of an influence that movie had on the horror trajectory. Cause it doesn't feel like it at all, even though it's, you know, three years before is it? Yeah, it's really interesting. Ha- Halloween 6 was one of the last. That's really, God, it's a really good point. We got to do some Halloween movies at some point on this or some horror flicks again. But uh, yeah. it, it really kind of sets that like line in the sand between the 80s, the 70s, 80s slasher, and then the late 90s, 2000s horror sure. boom that came. And, you know, it, it's it's really interesting because Halloween as a series feels so wholeheartedly different to nightmare on Elm street. So mm-hmm. it, it it's cool that with scream, you have Wes Craven kind of coming in and looking, okay, nightmare on Elm street and Halloween and, you know, Friday the 13th and black Christmas, all these movies are kind of given the title of starting the slasher genre, you know, as a right. all mixed together, but Craven comes back to it at the other end and not only cynically pokes fun, but kind of you, like you said, looks at things like God, these sequels like Halloween six, um, you know, uh, Jason takes Manhattan, you know, or God, there was, that was when we were getting Jason goes to hell and you know, Freddie's dead and then new nightmare and things like that. Don't, and, don't forget Jason X. Jason. I love I Jason. X. I one. love Jason X. Jason X is yeah. a big, stupid, 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 wonderful movie. <laughs> And, and <laughs> the best line, what, what's his, what's his status? He's screwed. Yes. Screwed. Burst out um, I liked, I liked that one. And the guy standing at the door when Jason jams a pipe, like through the, or a knife through the door, it's going to take more than that. And then two more like pieces of rebar. That'll do it. And then he dies. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh anyway but yeah we we you like legacy sequels um is is a really good term uh fuller house um does does a very decent job of that right. um the right. the star the star wars movies especially um force awakens mm-hmm. is is definitely one of those and um you know we'll talk about it more as we go into them but um i think the the legacy sequel <laughs> as it is really breathed a breath of fresh air into this franchise it was it was kind of and and you'd think you know dinosaurs should be as you know there should be a thousand jurassic park type movies out there not just Mm -hmm. these five you know and 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 leaving out what the folks you know making the direct-to-video stuff do um but you know in theaters like this should have been huge and instead it's not and it's amazing by the time you get to Jurassic Park three, how bored it all seems with itself. Yeah, we're we're not going to talk about that. No, I know. I just you yeah. like uh, that was just a segue. You know what I mean? Like we, you go from Lost World, which we'll we'll talk about in a minute, and then you get to Jurassic World, which both at least have some big 
energetic set pieces. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Jurassic Park three in the middle that just kind of like, is this like, you know, a, a B episode of the TV show of Jurassic Park? Like what's going no, on? No, it felt like really weird. Um, fan fiction almost i think i've said that before right now it, yeah. it really it really did yeah. and, it, and it feels unfinished and it and yes. like like they in and, and it's a bummer because i like everybody involved i mean joe johnston made that thing joe johnston made jumanji and the rocketeer and captain mm-hmm. america you know what i mean this guy this guy knows how to make a movie <laughs> so but so does steven spielberg <clears throat> and and that's what brings um us to you know uh, the lost world and then mm-hmm. jurassic world fallen kingdom so Stefan, i i don't know if it makes sense to start with the older film what what your your call Might as well and kyle what um you know b- before we get into us talking and you know your your color commentary and the the things you can add to um have did we all see both of these in the theater? I didn't see Fallen Kingdom in the theater. I just saw it about two weeks ago. <laughs> it's oh. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I saw it in the theater. What about The Lost World? I did. I saw that in the theater, too, I believe. Cool. Cool, me too. Lost World was the first movie I recall having the multicolor Universal logo. Remember? Uh, yeah, was, yes, like, it was. Yes, it was. And can I just say, I don't need to touch on the original Jurassic Park, but I freaking love that um, the original, you, well, not the original Universal logo, but the one from like 1992, 97. I love that yep. logo. I yeah, love it was that logo. I was so disappointed when Jurassic Park was re-released and they did not use that logo. Yeah, Damn it. when they did when they did the 3D re-release, you'd think yeah. they did that because when they brought ET back in theaters, they kept the old logo and the, mm-hmm. and it was cool that it left Earth instead of going to. And I always thought that was kind of cool that they did that in ET. All right, so so with that, Stefan, you know, let's let's talk Lost World. So the Lost World um, was released in uh, in May. I think it was, was it, it was, it must've been May, right? Yep. May, 1997. Yep. 1997. And I remember the hype for the movie was just so strong. It was one of the first movies that I really followed kind of for its production until, uh, when it came out. Cause remember, um, Michael Crichton originally wasn't going to write a sequel. He only wrote it at the, the, um, pressure of Steven Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and, and a funny point, just to add that you bring that up, one of our um, mutual favorite directors um, and drink, Stephen Cognetti, director of Hell House LLC, was um, on Film Rescue. My friend, um, I listened to this. Yep, yeah, listen to that. and he and yeah. he did and he did a whole episode on um, The Lost World. And I had never known until I listened to that, the, that factoid that you just said that Crichton, the, it was a chicken after the egg. Like, mm-hmm. it, Jurassic Park, the movie's success required Crichton to write a sequel to his book. And that's really strange because the Jurassic Park film couldn't be any more different than the book, (laughs) you know? And so that's, it's just really interesting. Mm -hmm. For sure. And um, yeah, the, uh, the hype was so strong. One of my, one of my memories of it was, so it was my, my birthday is on June 6th. So it's always kind of, you know, around that time. It's all, well, it's always around that time, of course, but around the time when school ends. And so uh, my mom took me to Burger King on my birthday and she's like, hey, you know, I'll get you, I'll get you a Lost World watch. And nice before. Yeah. You remember, you remember those Lost World watches? Yeah. And 
she asked me, so like, okay, before she went to McDonald's and said over the intercom, what do I do to get a Lost World watch? <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. I know. Such a mom thing to do. Um, and so we, uh, I saw it in theaters with my dad. I think it was at the, the Miller Hill Mall Theater. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. And um, yeah, I I liked it, but I remember I, I I remember being yeah a little let down from it, and uh, you know I I didn't hate it as much as you know Cognetti hated it. Like, <laughs> holy, crap, holy crap! Yeah, that. Oh my God! So yeah, his his wife liked my post on the found footage group when I said I'm watching the director's cut of Hell House LLC. Awesome. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, someone I know on another podcast, by the way, wants to be an extra or he pitched being an extra in the Abaddon hotel. I'm like, well, I may have, I may have a indirect connection to Stephen Cognetti. So. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Maybe get a hold of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember like how, and everybody seemed to be let down from Lost World. Yeah, I agree. It, it, yeah. it's, it seems to suffer from wanting to please everybody. Yes. I mean, I think it's an example of it was always going to be a letdown compared to Jurassic Park. Yeah. And yeah, and had it been a standalone film, it probably would have been much better received. And um, I remember like my, my sister, so like a few examples, like my sister said, she saw it in theaters with her with her friends, and like by the end, they said they were just sitting there eating candy and talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, uh, one of my really good friends, uh, John, uh, and my uh, one of my professional mentor of mine said he he never saw any other Jurassic Park films or Jurassic World films because of the Lost World and the gymnastics scene. Yeah, that's that's the big one for me. Yeah, he he was like, I'm I'm done after that. I'm like, well, you know, should give him a chance. Um, and then, like, I remember Jeanine Garofalo in one of her old stand specials was like, yeah, you know, I saw um, uh, the Jurassic Park sequel. I think I think I watched it about a minute and a half. That's <laughs> all they tuned in. It's like the the, the hipster guy and. The safari guy in Dino, I'm like, yeah, I'm oh, the dinosaurs, yeah. Dino, dude, I'm the dreamer. She's like, I just got to pack it in at that point. He had a very fitting death, by the way, that character. Yeah. Remember that, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, personally, I would take getting bitten by a snake than getting eaten by a T-Rex, but that's just me. <laughs> um, I digress. Uh, yeah, so um, The Lost World, though, I mean, it was, it was a big financial success, and I think, you know, one thing, you know, Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure, of course. Yes. And I love how his character, um, you know, even though we, we never, it, it was implied everything he went through, you know, where like he, you know, went public about what happened and nobody believed him, you know, he lost his tenure and whatnot. You can tell he's been through shit in the last four years. Yeah, the guy, he, there has not been a movie he has been in where you don't look and go, like, the, the guy just researches who he's supposed to be, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and he's, 
it, it it's an interesting 180 because he's the comic relief of of the first movie. Right. You know, he's he's playing a caricature in the first movie that's still because it's because it's Steven Spielberg, um, car- caricatures, you know, become endearing. You know, he's still a good character. And the tonal shift in this one could have been like, wait a minute, why is he the star now? But he did a really good job of filling those shoes. Um, my my problem was that every character besides him really sucks in this movie. Yeah. And, and, and again, Julian Moore, who I yeah. Yeah, so and she should be great, and she just she has like nothing to do. It's just really, it's kind of a letdown. And I think that's the biggest, um, the biggest fault for it for me is, uh, it's it, it has the Transformers problem. They they stuck all of these human characters in there that should flesh out the fact that you can't have dinosaurs on screen all the time, you know, emoting and doing stuff. And then they made the human characters extremely unlikable or gave them nothing to do. So you just sit around waiting for the dinosaurs, which there's five times as many of them in this as there are in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic Park, you like more because it uses everything so much better and the characters are so much better. Right. And not, and that's notwithstanding, this movie has some incredible set pieces in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I... Uh, I guess, yeah, for me, like you said, the... Uh, the yeah the the characters are just there and they're otherwise just you know beyond that just kind of forgettable really yeah the side the side characters and i know you know when julian moore mentioned recently you know she isn't sure if she would come back for a later entry in the series it's like oh yeah i forgot she was yeah that's the biggest problem when you forget the julianne freaking moore and this was right around if not like the same year as um her big breakout or a couple you know what i mean like that like everybody yeah. yeah everybody in this i mean vince vaughn is in this damn movie but you know what i mean do you remember vince vaughn being in this movie <laughs> like that's what i say every time i watch it like, vince vaughn's in this <laughs> let's and you know i think it, it does have some really great scenes though uh, and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to be you know, talking it up. Um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't mean to digress there. It just, it's, it, it always, it's always amazing to me because we're, you, you and I, and, you know, we're going to say a lot of good and bad things about, about movies on this show, but it's incredible that like, if anyone who wasn't Steven Spielberg made this movie and it wasn't the follow-up to Jurassic Park, this would be such an awesome freaking movie. <laughs> and it, it it's yeah go ahead sorry it yeah. just it breaks my brain i know what you mean yeah the um the uh cliff scene oh god is, it's so good great. No, that's a great scene <laughs> it's great so scene good. and the um uh the whole part with the uh just the whole raptor attack from like when they're in the field oh is, to when they're rescued is phenomenal. I think is very, very chilling. And it's scary. It is very scary. It's horrifying. Like the aerial shot, when you see them like descend on them like that is very, very good. It also has that incredible T-Rex waterfall 
um, pulls the guy up and then the whole waterfall turns red. That's so good. Yeah. That's nice. And the, um, let's not forget, speaking of red water, the, the guy that was like, you know, got separated from the group and was attacked by the, the, whatever those are called, the mini. Yes. The compies. And then, and then the river just like turns red. Yeah. That's a nice touch. Nice PG 13 violence. If you may. Well, it's, it's so much better than, you know, like they spend the whole first movie telling you that the Raptors have that claw that they can cut people open with mm-hmm. and you see them using it, even though they never really get it anybody on camera. And then they make them horrifyingly violent and evil in this one. Then you get to the third movie and they, cause it's a really soft PG 13. They mm-hmm. go, Oh, the Raptors are intelligent now. So they just break people's necks instead. And I'm like, no, yeah. just cut your stomach open and eat your insides. Like, that's what they do. Like, don't you, you did see the raptor cut the one in, in the third one open. It was like really, um, they cut away though, but you did like, yeah, like, yeah. you did kind of see it. It was implied though. But, um, yeah. And, you know, I think, I mean, yeah, it definitely, it definitely has its moments, but not enough of them. And, you know, I thought the effects still held up pretty well. And, you know, a common, a common criticism people have with the sequels in the Jurassic Park franchise is that like in the later sequels, yeah, it's more CGI. And I think a big reason though is because in those, the dinosaurs were doing more than in the first, they had to rely on it more. That's not to say that Jurassic Park doesn't still really hold up to this day. Th- these two really hold up. I- I'd-, I'd say in some ways, and it- we'll wait to talk to my movie, but I'd say the Jurassic Park and Lost World both look better than Jurassic World. That's not to say that's not to say the Jurassic World, there's not way cooler stuff that happens yeah. in it that I love, but there's a it really looks computer generated where these two movies, the stuff they do such a beautiful mix of practical and computer in both of these movies that, um, and yeah, so. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and then they leave the Island and, you know, end up in San Diego and then it just is all downhill from there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's so, does does it go downhill? It's so funny, right? Cause that sequence is actually great for what it is, but it doesn't belong in this movie at all. No, it does not. It does not. <laughs> like it, it, and even Spielberg, I don't know if you've ever um, watched the making of stuff from this, but you, have you guys both seen Spider-Man into the spider verse? Yep. Kyle. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the world B spider, the universe B Spider-Man, um, janky old bro, Kobo Spider-Man as it were. No, no, it's not. Sorry. Him, the Peter Parker at the beginning that gives that, I'm so tired line that literally I want to make a meme with Spielberg and that on the set of lost world. That's every time you see him in the trailers, he goes, yeah. So here we, you know, is the part where the Raptor is going to attack and, (laughs) and he just said, it's like, it's like watching Peter Jackson on the Hobbit sets where you're just like, this is ruining this guy. Like, just let, let him go home. Let him go home. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, the San Diego sequence. And again, such cool shit, right? Like it has a T-Rex hitting a bus, like nudging a bus. It's got the T-Rex breaking into the people's house somehow, um, which I'm not going to get into. Oh, it's good. It, it just, it's a cool sequence. And it's like, hey, we just started a third movie now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, you know, it, 
it kind of would have fit better in with like you know i mean presumably with this new with a, a dominion yeah I mean, exactly the dinosaurs are going to be loose in the real world in the yeah end. yeah yeah and how could you not have mentioned the bus crashing into blockbuster is no i was I, yeah. it's it's your segment to say i didn't want to steal your thunder but no. that was on i'm pretty sure every or every other store play video for the entire time i worked there they would cut that scene in to some ad it was hilarious <laughs> the bus the, the t-rex and the bus crashing into the blockbuster and see i love stuff like that it just it's like that it's weird to say that we're saying this in a movie about big dinosaurs, but those scenes are played so silly that they don't fit with everything we've seen before. Well, they, they fit with the gymnastics bit, but they, they, they don't fit with anything else that's happened. Mm -hmm. The movie, the movie up to that point is pretty nasty and dark, you yeah. know? And then that end scene is like, let's have fun and like do this like weird Godzilla romp through San Diego. And I'm like, no, <laughs> And even then, it was still better than anything in the Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Oh, God, yeah. yes. Uh, even even as a kid, seeing that movie in theaters, I'm like, this movie is terrible. I'm not agreeing. I'm like, this movie is awful. Yeah, that one, that one did not work. That one did not work at all. Oh, man. Yeah, and I think, you know, I wonder how it would have been if, you know... Um, the original cast would have come back, but I guess they weren't in the novel. So they, yeah, uh, but again, the movie is, have. the movie is so goddamn different than the novel. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's so different. I, I, and again, that's not to say, I mean, it, it borrows some cool stuff from the novel for sure. Um, cause the novel is a fascinating book. Um, and correct, you know, they both are, but it's just like, I don't know. It, 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 it's so weird to think like that this is one of the lower rung of, of Spielberg movies. And I still kind of really enjoy it, even though I, I wouldn't necessarily say I like it, but I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, I still like it. Yeah. Like I own it. Like I, I, you know, it, it's just funny that it, it's funny that with that guy, when he kind of falters and makes something that's just, okay, that was fine. That it gets so much, overwhelming hate i just did a uh, a yeah. show on uh, the kingdom of the crystal skull which i feel I that. falls into the exact same ballpark as this one where it's like this movie's fine i don't really know what like there's some stuff i don't like about it but god if it's not fun <laughs> you know it's never boring kyle uh but before i before i go into fallen kingdom you know you don't have to give your your final thoughts but what's um do you do you fall in line with kind of what Stefan and I were saying about um, Lost World, or do you have a different take? Like, no, this is the greatest thing ever, and I got a tattoo of it. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, you know, I, I do fall in line with you guys' thoughts. Um, to add to it, I think we have you know the ending of the Lost World, and it all of a sudden it turns into like this Godzilla type kind of um movie extent and, and of course in Falling Kingdom we have the dinosaurs that break out you know into the community it makes a lot more sense and it's a lot yes. more you know and uh <laughs> yeah just that compared to 
Lost World at the end. It's just all of a sudden a different movie as opposed to The Fallen Kingdom in which it, it makes sense where that would happen and that's kind of expected and that's kind of like a the flow hey, of the movie. Well, dude, thank you. Kyle has given me a perfect segue into, into Fallen Kingdom. I like what they did with Fallen Kingdom, and I know there's a lot of people that don't, but at least they were trying to be different from the other Jurassic Park films. Fallen Kingdom really seemed to be trying to speak directly to some of the things Lost World did wrong. So with that, Jess, why don't you give us your insight into Fallen Kingdom? I, I really like this movie. I actually watched the wrong movie <laughs> first. I watched Jurassic World instead of Lost World. Um, so I got a little confused there. And you were you were asking if I remember anything about Lost World. And quite honestly, I don't. Um, the, the only thing I remember about it is we went to see it at a drive-in. And my mom wouldn't let us sit in the car because she wanted to sit in there with my aunt and Gab. And so we were sitting by the speaker trying to hear it. Um, <laughs> so it's... Did you at least have chairs? No. <laughs> oh my god. That's awful. I was a middle schooler. Like, we don't need chairs. This is 1997. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, um, we had a blanket, sit on the ground, listen to the speaker. Um, but otherwise, that's that's about all I remember of Lost World. Now, talking about Fallen Kingdom, I did really like that one. I do like the new reboot of uh, the Jurassic World series. And, of course, there would be no Jurassic World without Jurassic Park. I totally get that. But I just... I... I, I guess I like that it's more established going into it. And, um, you know, it's it's a full-on operating park going into Lost World. Um, and so, you know, moving on to Fallen Kingdom, um, honestly, I felt it just followed the natural course of it, unfortunately, with the way... <laughs> Uh, at least America is, and um, a good part of our world is that money rules, and you know people are going to want to get their hands on dinosaurs for whatever reason they want. Um, and so, you know, I thought that was a really interesting uh, go about it, in that they were creating dinosaurs and bringing dinosaurs back um, to sell them basically auction them off um what i also thought was really cool and it's actually kind of a thought that's been around for basically since jurassic park came out was like if if they can do this with dinosaurs why can't they do this with people why can't they clone people why can't they do that sort of thing and so fallen kingdom even you know touched on that like the the little girl running around, you know, isn't his granddaughter. It's his daughter. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, but she, uh, I guess, his daughter died early on in an accident, and he basically took the technology and remade her. Um, not not like cyborg style, but basically <laughs> cloned her and made her into a baby. So you know, she basically gets to grow up again. 
Um, oh, God, as an aside, you just popped a vision into my head of, like, the girl getting bit by a raptor or that that indomitable raptor or whatever it was called. That I actually really love. Um, and, like, just, like, T5, like, the red eye and, like, thing being like, yeah, no, <laughs> you can't screw with me, dinosaur. And then the whole third act is just, like, Terminator girl. <laughs> Don't move me. <laughs> Oh god, the the part where she is backing up and that claw that comes out and almost gets her hood. Oh my god, that's like probably one of the most heart racing parts of the, the movie. The, the, the I remember the promos really like played that image up. The movie's oh, scary. And that yes. something that hasn't really existed in the series since the first Jurassic Park. Yeah. It, you know, the movie, the movie scary. And I, I really love um, Jess. And I wanted to know your thoughts on this, but it didn't follow a formula. You know, it didn't follow that this is what people need to see. In fact, they, they start you on the Island and then get you off of it. And the movie that happens after that is, is almost like a Resident Evil movie. It's like a Victorian horror film like a haunted house film yeah i i mentioned uh to stefan when we watched this movie the other day like they showed the outside of the mansion which they're apt to do um to show how grandiose it is Uh, but (laughs) i told stefan i would get lost in there for at least a week like (laughs) (laughs) like there's no way i would be able to figure myself out in there that place is just way too big like the little girl goes up and down in the dumbwaiter i'm like i don't blame you girl <laughs> like if if that's the easiest way to get about in there great <laughs> um i do have to talk about since you brought up the island i do have yes. to talk about my that guy actor for this movie mm-hmm. and you hear his voice and you know it immediately, Mr. Ted Levine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my word. You know, he, uh, from The Silence of the Lambs to Psych, you know, he's been in, you know, a handful of other things. And he's just got this voice. And there are very few people with such distinct voices in Hollywood. Like, um, Brad Garrett is one. Um, yes. Where you- you could pick his voice out anywhere. It's the same thing with Ted Levine. You know, he's just... I i didn't even recognize him. But that voice was just like, bam. You know, he's hes just so drastically different in every movie that he's in. But his voice never changes. So it just... I think it's amazing. I think he's an awesome actor. Um, oh my gosh. His role... In this movie, he was such an asshole. Yo. Mm. My word. Like, collecting the teeth of the dinosaurs, and he totally got what was coming to him. And seeing his arm getting bit off just was the best. It was great. Oh, I loved it so much. Um, But, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. It was cool to see a, a, a Jurassic Park movie with definitive antagonists and protagonists. You know, like, um, y- it was pretty clear. And and not to say that I, I, I like scarier characters, but 
this movie did very job of you know your your guy from the last movie that you're following you know where the good people now are up against these new red herrings and you don't really know but like with Ted Levine it's like no no no, no this guy sucks <laughs> you know and he's just yeah. good mm-hmm. at sucking yeah like there's you know with um shoot Wayne Knight's character I forget his character's name in Nedry oh yeah. Nedry yes like like he was he was a he was an annoying asshole, but you could see you know why he was doing it. They don't pay him enough, you know, money, whatever. You could see why he was doing what he was doing. And he Whereas, never intended for half of that stuff to happen. Remember? Yeah. Um. But with Ted Levine, Ted Levine's character, like he's just taking a tooth from each dinosaur and like he's, you know, not even like trying to be gentle about it. He's just like, nope, this is pretty. I'm taking it like, oh, it just he's such an asshole. I liked that new world, the like 20th century or 21st century view of the great white hunter that they kind of had with him of like, you know, there's always going to be that instinct in certain awful people, you know, to just yeah. be like mm-hmm. scummy, you know, Hey, great, wonderful thing. Um, it hasn't been seen in 60 million years. Ah, you know, I, l- l- let me get this cool selfie with it. Taking this tooth. It's like, well, what? <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh my gosh. That just makes me think of, Oh man, the picture that was circulating on social media Whoa. of uh, of what was it Spielberg with the Triceratops or yep. one of the dinosaurs, and they're like, "How can he do that with this animal dying?" Da 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 da. It's like <laughs> I no. love it. No. Yeah, it was with the incredible um, Triceratops from uh, Jurassic Park, which that's a nothing, Jess. That you bring it up, how awesome. Was the mix of CGI and puppetry in this movie, huh? Yes. Yeah. It just it was amazing. Um, I mean, I I did have a second that guy actor that popped into Ooh. my head. Um, and I I got to talk about uh, Justice Smith. Um, he he hasn't been in much, but what he's been in, he has been fantastic. Um, I I loved him in this movie. He did an awesome job. He did a great job starring in Detective Pikachu. Like, and I thought for some reason I thought he was part of the Smith family, um, the Will Will and Jada Smith. Um, so uh, he's actually not. And please forgive me. I'm not trying to um, lump them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know. You know, he's an African-American man with the last name Smith, which is not all that common. So I just put two and two together and I assumed, which I should not have. But either way, he is a fantastic actor. And I think we're going to see some pretty awesome things from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's great. He really is. He's really great. Um, and but, God, yeah. I love Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Yeah, Stefan hasn't actually seen it yet, so I think we're going to try to remedy that sometime. Um, oh, it's wonderful. For sure. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things. It's funny. <laughs> we saw it in the theater. Vincent loved it. It was great. Um, 
I was going to mention, uh, instead of watching uh, Jurassic World, uh, which was our first one, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, no, Fallen Kingdom was our second one. Lost World. Oh, the Lost World. Yeah. Yeah, these names are confusing. It's they not- are. <laughs> and so to, to uh, get you know, ready for this podcast, I actually watched um, Jurassic World. And uh, between Jurassic World and uh, Fallen Kingdom, I prefer Jurassic World because I really love Megalodon and he just kind of came in at the end and kicked everybody's ass. But um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. between the two that were reviewed on this episode, um, I have to go with Fallen Kingdom. Good that you brought that up because I was going to ask. I I haven't watched Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom to back. Um, you know, I'd like to know how they play, especially after having seen both. So that's really cool to know because I love the fan servicing in Jurassic World. Jurassic World is just such a wonderful legacy sequel, right? I think Stephanie mm-hmm. was the term that we that um they used for and i think you had actually been the first person to say that to me and i'm like i haven't heard that yet but yeah like the the force awakens the legacy sequel um mm. but love every time that original score kicks up the, the but you know there's something about fallen kingdom and jess i wanted to know what you what you thought about this because St- stefan and i i think had like a god at least five minute, if not longer, geek out on on the <laughs> main episode of this. When they're leaving the island and the island is burning, Brachiosaurus is at the edge of the water. Oh, and that it's the exact same one. Mm-hmm. This now doing the exact same bucking motion from the first time you see it in Jurassic Park, and that that's amazing. It is, but it's also so heartbreaking. It's what I mean. It, it, it's mm-hmm. just like that. That was what the, the geek out was like this emotional, like, this is how you're going to like lead us into the next act of this movie. <laughs> like, God damn. And that, that's, that image felt like something out of a different movie, like Godzilla or something like that. It did. It, it was so inspired. This is what happens when you hire a, like, um, because J. A. Bonea made Bayona J. A. Bayona made this movie. He is an accomplished mm-hmm. indie art house filmmaker, and like it, his his stamp is all over this. This movie should not look this good, and I don't mean that to take away anything from Jurassic World. There's just this the shots are framed by someone that doesn't make blockbusters. You know? Yeah, oh, I would say Jurassic. Oh, what are you gonna say? That shot was gorgeous. Oh my gosh, the backlighting, the smoke, the whole bloody thing like that. That could have just been a standalone, and like that, that is definitely going to be seared into my memory as one of the most heartbreaking, like animal cinematic moments. I'm not going to say cinematic moments ever, but you know, I. I would say it's probably within my personal top 10, um, including, you know, um, the never ending story with a oh. mm. and, oh. you know, like 
it is just it is so heartbreaking and it sucks because you know they're all leaving the island and leaving all the dinosaurs to die but i mean it's it's uh it's a you know volcano you can't stop it you know you can't do anything about it um except run <laughs> so i mean you could maybe noah's ark it and get two of everything but just with with you know <laughs> leaving all of them behind and seeing them jumping into the water and this and that it's just oh it's so heartbreaking mm-hmm. it it also a really cool duality scene um because yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, and the dinosaurs are, are dying, and this is terrible. But it's also like a avenge us moment, you know. Yeah, it, it's like they're. It, it's like the the way it's framed is like a. This doesn't have to be the way it goes for the rest of these. You know, those of us that shouldn't be here. You know, like mm-hmm. you can fix this. Get get go write this. Go figure out what's going on. Um, another thing I really love about it is that in every Jurassic Park the, the dinosaurs are the reason the people show up but Hollywood has this thing where be humans that you care about in the movie for the dinosaurs to work because yeah. they think that silence and no dialogue and no exposition make people get disinterested in the movie and this scene is a perfect example about why that isn't true you know yeah. It's a movie focused only on these voiceless characters, and everybody in the audience gets it. Well, it did let out a big old cry as it was bucking. You know? True. True. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you hear that and just adds to like the shattering of your heart. But um, it's just so wonderful and and yeah. heartbreaking. But it, oh, it's beautiful. It it's it's good. It's beautifully tragic. It is a gorgeous yes. shot. Jurassic World is maybe a better movie, but Fallen Kingdom is a better film. Well, I sure. I really liked Jurassic World because as a reboot, and I know you guys are using the other term. I'm going to say reboot of series. Um, I I think it was really great. Uh, sometimes when you know, you have a first in a series, you do, you introduce characters, and then there's a lot of character development, and sometimes the movie slogs because of it. But there's so much going on in the first Jurassic World that it doesn't have time to slog, and you learn about these characters as they go. Like, they're not just standing around discussing some mundane topic because you have to find out more about their character. So I just, I I love that it just, there's no way it slogs. Like, it's just this ride that you're on the entire time. I had forgotten that I owned Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and do not know why I missed it in the theaters. It's one of those things that it must have just come out, you know, right at a, at a hot spot of us not being able to go out too much because of the kids. Because for the for the original was Jurassic... Time Jake was born, maybe. I, it it must have been. In the original Jurassic World, you know, we had a great big friend group outing and there was huge standing ovation and round of applause. I mean, that, that movie was a phenomenon. No, Jurassic an event. World. Our, we, and we and, and it's it's funny that like 
Fallen Kingdom, and 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 I'm gonna get into what I thought of it in a minute. But Fallen Kingdom made 1.2 billion dollars, and it was considered not as big of a success. Right. And that cracks because Jurassic World made like 1.8 billion or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's just completely nuts. But you know, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So, so before I say what I, I think of it, I don't. I didn't miss it for lack of not wanting to see it. In fact, I, I followed it along um, quite a lot. Uh, you know, the, the original film's director, the original Jurassic World, Colin Trevorrow, uh, Trevorrow um, stayed on as writer but hired um, independent film director J.A. Bayona, who has his movies have an incredible look to them. He, oh my gosh, The Impossible, The Impossible. He, yeah. Oh my, yeah. And, it's on Netflix uh, now. I told Jesse, I'm like, do you want to watch me ball my friggin' eyes out? And no, it's true. And, and and I'll say, you know, just from the trailers, and then I can attest to this after seeing it, this, I, I don't want to, I would never want to say anything is a better looking film than what Spielberg can put on film. But in contrast to Jurassic World, this film is fucking gorgeous. Like they filmed the hell out of it. The light, the brights are bright. The darks are dark. The dinosaur effects look spot on. The use of practical effects for the close-ups when people are really, really, really interacting with them. It harkens back to the the incredible stuff in the original Jurassic Park. Um, it, it was just so, so refreshing to see that. It, it really made the movie kind of feel like a thing all of its own, whereas Jurassic World is kind of always reminding you that it's a Jurassic Park movie. This one kind of had a uh, a unique look to it, and and I really enjoyed Absolutely. that about um, the movie. The movie has kind of, I, I won't say the same problem, but the movie is doing the same balancing act that The Lost World was, and it didn't let out on that in the trailers. So for anybody that's listening to this that hasn't seen Fallen Kingdom, go and watch it, because nothing in the trailers for this film alluded to what was going on. You've got this first half of the movie where the original island that Jurassic Park and Jurassic World took place on has a volcano that's going to erupt and it's going to kill all the dinosaurs in the island. And you've got the world battling between, hey, let them die. We brought them back into the world. If they get taken out naturally, that's just what it is. And, you know, that's where we got Jeff Goldblum in and he's up, you know, you know, um, advocating for chaos, you know, and letting, you know, letting it go down and you find out that our um, two protagonists from, or our main protagonist from the original film, as it were, Bryce Dallas Howard is Claire Deering um, f- finds out that I guess it's not her dad, right? It was just somebody, uh, the other guy that worked with John Hammond, who, you know, kind of comes yeah. out of left field, his, his partner, that they his somehow, partner. you know, right. And it's like, okay, who is this person? Yeah. yeah. But his, his partner is, takes her in for a for a meeting and his partner has like this underling that works for him that's obviously shady from the very beginning and you've got this guy living with his it seems granddaughter and we'll 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 find out what's going on there a little later mm-hmm. he's taking the granddaughter in under his wing because the granddaughter's mother died and um you know so there's this weird kind of relationship going on there, but this guy seems legit. Like he seems just like John Hammond. His heart's in the right place. He wanted to do the right thing. He ends up reinvigorating Bryce Dallas Howard's love for the dinosaurs because she wants to save them. And he gets her to get Owen and go to the island because they're going to capture, you know, it's like a Noah's Ark kind of thing. We're going to take one of each and bring them back and we're going to start a preserve. Right. And and what I and shouldn't what, it have been. Should it have been kind of suspicious that, you know, why don't we move them 10 miles to Isla Sorna 
like, doesn't this place still yeah. exist? Just move yeah. Yeah, it's it should, should have been a red flag right there. It is a little weird, but but I do like the fact that he was being played too. Mm-hmm. I you know I, I I do like the fact that yeah, we found out this guy did some fishy stuff, but it's like Anthony Hopkins in Westworld kind of fishy stuff where you're like, oh, okay. Like, so he's got the John Hammond problem, but he's not a bad person. Right. Okay. But the guy working for him is like straight up genocidal maniac that, <laughs> that you know, wants, uh, wants, um, you know, to just sell these dinosaurs off to posters and the military and whoever else. So that brings us to the second half of the film where we end up at this guy's incredibly overdone and amazing Gothic mansion, which no, it's, it's, it's amazing. And this, this movie is the opposite of uh, the lost world. In my opinion, like it gets better in the second half. Like the, the whole Island scene I thought was a little boring and, and rushed at the same time. It's true, and, and and I think it was that way because that was the trailer seller. They needed we need something that looks like Jurassic Park to get butts in the seats because we want people to think this is going to be the whole story. And they really they 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 really pulled the pulled the rug out from under you. And I loved that because you, you hit the nail on the head. It literally looks Jurassic World, the Lost World, in the face and goes. Oh, you're going to bring the dinosaurs to the mainland and people are going to hate it. We're going to bring the dinosaurs to the mainland and make it fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's and not only are we going to do that, but instead of it being a Jurassic Park movie now, remember all that cool stuff in the middle of the first Jurassic Park with the raptors in the uh in the um kitchen? That's mm-hmm. the whole second half of this movie. Like it's just people being hunted in a creek. It's basically a slasher movie. And uh, oh, didn't, this, didn't didn't the director also direct um the orphanage yes he did yeah. <laughs> and he just he made a gothic horror film with dinosaurs in it i oh, don't yeah. know how he did it but he did it and and i'll agree you know i talked to my brother a bit about it you know being the film critic that he is still it has the lost world problem where the human character stuff kind of piddles out i love all the actors in this but have never really believed for a second that chris pratt and bryce dallas howard's characters are actually real and actually like each other there's you know they're there they do the beats oh, yeah. it's better than jurassic world you know what i mean they're, they're definitely better in this than they were in that because they're both great actors but mm-hmm. the story is definitely secondary the reveal of what's going on with the granddaughter being a clone is super cool mm-hmm. i wish the movie didn't just like say it and then throw it away you know yeah. like the guys like so you know you've done some un- unethical shit too haven't you and like i'm like cool what's it gonna be and let it be like, yeah, not only is she a clone, but she's got raptor DNA in her. So she's, you know, can live forever, or can jump 30 feet high, you know, make her a goddamn X-Man or something like that. <laughs> Instead, it's like, yes, yeah, so we cloned a person. That's really not scary anymore. <laughs> who's, who's that scaring? <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was dropped because at the end, that's why she freed the dinosaurs. Yes. She's like, they're like me. Yes. No, I, I would, love I would say it was dropped. I don't know how it would have been with, you know, having her jump, you know, I don't know if that was oh, just, you know. silly. That, that was me being cynical. I don't want that. I, I like the, Good. but I, I like the direction the movie went with it. It's just, I, I feel like I love that thing with her letting the dinosaurs out and her being able to relate to them. It's just, it's something about how they rushed to that, that it doesn't feel as earned as it could have. Like, I was like, I want to spend more time with her and learn, you know, like what her struggles are being a clone. 
Right. You know, and, and maybe that's going to be part of Dominion. I hope it is, considering. I hope so. Paul and Trevorrow wrote all three of these, and he's back to direct that one. Did you did you hear speaking of Colin Trevorrow and how how batshit crazy he is? Because I, I you know I haven't loved every movie he's made, but um but the guy is definitely interesting, and he's got like an in, in, indie director kind of thing that's really cool going for him. He got we'll say moved around off of the third Star Wars film after mm-hmm. um after he made a movie that was kind of divisive um in between these two movies and. Uh, and um, Princess Leia there, Carrie Fisher passed away. And so they kind of did an all hands on deck. We need to bring the big guns in to finish this off. But he was trying to get them to let him film like a 30 minute sequence of the film Star Wars in space. Wow. Like actually fly the actors to space and film just to say he did it. And he didn't get to do it. But you know who is doing it? No, Cruz. <laughs> in a fucking Mission Impossible movie, apparently he's going to film an entire sequence in space. Because <laughs> the guy's out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> well, hope it'll be worth what the cost. Uh, he'll help the Church of Scientology. will pay for it. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, no. No, anyway, yeah. So, so that that's you know my biggest thing on Fallen Kingdom is that I managed to go. I got a year, year and a half without having the second half of this movie blown for me. So I sat there the night that I was like, Stefan, I'm finally going to watch it. I'm so excited. And I was literally giddy. Like instead of, instead of like with the lost world where it was a big letdown, this was like, this is delivering on everything that I hope the Jurassic Park sequel would deliver on. It's doing something new. It's doing something unique. It, it's using the dinosaurs and the characters to drive the story along tell me more about the world they built and and like i said earlier about the you know the third jurassic park movie that just felt like it was turning the wheel again it's like all right we're just gonna do this again and this this one feels like oh well now no what's gonna like what is going to happen in dominion like i really want to know now because we just let out what 50 dinosaur species (laughs) into the wild that final shot of the raptor standing looking over not like uh it's not just any american suburb it's like 1980s steven spielberg american suburb Mm -hmm. like he's looking over it's basically the shot for me t like up on the hill and i was so goddamn excited when i saw that how can you not as a jurassic park fan just get giddy over the way that they left that movie it was incredible yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that that's my take on Fallen Kingdom. I, I love it. It's got problems. It's not it's not perfect, but but mm-hmm. I love but I love 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 thought, it. Um, was it um like the um the the new interns or whatever like Justice Smith? Yeah. I don't want to think too much of them, but uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a yeah. bit they they did some cool stuff, but they were they were definitely the fat that could have been trimmed a little bit. Mm-hmm. There wasn't God. Jurassic World had way more of that, so I was I was glad there was less of that here. Of how many different characters and groups did we have going on in that movie? <laughs> I still love. Um, 
I still prefer Jurassic World over Fallen Kingdom. You I think so? I, yeah. I I really love them both, but I I went back and watched it. I know it's it's a hard toss up for me. I I just I really like the feel of this movie better. But I can you're understand right. that. But you're right. Jura- the, Jurassic World is a crowd pleaser. If this had just been the, the, just for the if nothing else for like the the location of it, you know, just like. Yeah. The, the park oh, being there was God, the, the park is a character in and of itself. The reveal, the reveal of the original park three quarters of the way through the movie was so cool. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think I think Jurassic World still takes the cake over Fallen Kingdom only because Fallen Kingdom cannot exist without Jurassic World. If yeah. they had if they had led with Fallen Kingdom, that would have felt like a letdown. Be- mm-hmm. Because because this is a this movie is the result of the events of Jurassic World. It wouldn't make as much sense if after Jurassic Three they were Park Three they made a movie and were like, yeah. So what's going to happen is they're going to show up and take all the dinosaurs off the island and bring them back to the mainland. Like too much time would have passed. Someone would have either bought it and tried to make it a new park, or they would have killed them all. You, that you know, was originally like, that was kind of going to be the plot of Jurassic Park Four. Originally would have involved like, uh, like dinosaur like mutations like further dna yeah there was like, one more so than in just jurassic world i i read that spielberg had a script that david kep wrote at one point that full-on promised the world that um what's his name there kingpin um Sam from jurassic- no no king uh the guy who played kingpin on uh but he then he was the military guy in uh in jurassic world that like wanted to he that he wanted to take the blue and all the oh, raptors. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. There you go. They, basically, that was the remnants of a script where basically that had just happened between two movies, mm-hmm. and now the raptors were militarized and used for um, Middle Eastern war. Like that was literally what a fourth Jurassic Park movie was going to be for a little while. Yeah. And it's like god damn, I would love to see that movie, but that would have been a very weird way to jump into a fourth Jurassic Park, I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean they're they're saying that there's going to be a there will be more Jurassic Park films after this one. Good. Good. Dominion, which oh my God, you know, so so bummed it got pushed back. I mean it was expected, but And God, the stuff coming out of the, the set of the original cast all it's, getting it's 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 great. I love it. it it's just it is, oh it my is God. great. They better they had better um you know give the like you know um i don't know like not re not re-relationship or reunite i mean because they're they're not estranged but you know just get uh hammond and uh ellie sattler back together yeah i know that, that, that was that was one thing even as a kid when we saw jurassic park three in theaters yeah that i hated was that they broke them up yeah, and he, he just oh, I hated that. She's she's such a good second to him and he's like they played off each other so well, like mm-hmm. the banter and the it, it made it made it like so when they got separated in the movie, like you wanted them it's like I need I need them bickering with each other again. Like they 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 stay feel like people that know each other that well. They mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel fake. Um yeah, no, I, I hope they do. Did you see the picture Jeff Goldblum tweeted? Uh, which one? Of himself with the open shirt in the exact same pose, but yes. with um with with his current grayed up hair. Hilarious. I think I think Sam Neill 
um said to it yeah and i was i'm the i'm the one that got to oil his chest this time and i was like that's awesome (laughs) there is way too many shots like when i when i saw the movie in 3d in theaters we were sitting up close to the front and i i'm like i go not not that i'm complaining because jeff goldblum is amazing and this is just funny as hell but there is a ton of random shots in scenes where he would not like what do you just go um you know, I just got hurt and chased by a T-Rex. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sit over here and open my shirt so you can see my chest. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He's still, like, egotistical. Oh, ding. You got it. Yeah, There's the character. character. Bingo. And, that, and, that, and that's, like I said, you know, going back to the Lost World is just, um, you know, something I love with, you know, Jeff Goldblum is because you, you just, like I said, you just can get the impression of everything he's been through in between the two movies and just how much his character changed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's almost like not quite, but like, you know, um, Sarah Connor between Terminator one and two. Oh God damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Now that, <laughs> that is a character arc. Yeah. Uh, I could speak volumes. Um, so yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys think about um, fallen kingdom? I mean, I, I really like it. Uh, I, it, I will say it, it gets better every time I watch it. I like it more. Cool. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, absolutely. I think Fallen Kingdom, I liked it better than, um, the Lost World, you know, um, of course, to extend, but of course we need the Lost World before we got to Fallen Kingdom, you know, as, was mentioned before in the podcast, of course, um, about how we need Jurassic Park first and then Jurassic World, you know? You know what I mean? Um, But uh, Fallen Kingdom, I just really loved that movie a lot, too, and I I liked it a lot more than The Lost World. Um, I thought it was just... It... Like like what was mentioned earlier, Chris, like what you said, it, it... fit the expectations and it moved you in them like it as opposed to the lost world it was kind of kind of a letdown to an extent and then at the end of course it was just kind of like a whole different movie all of a sudden but in the fallen kingdom it's it, it really meets your expectations and then exceeds them i think to an extent where um like it, it brings in more, more narrative, more plot, more, more of the things you don't expect or don't know about these different new characters. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. It, and then it just really, yeah, expands on on that and just blows it up. Out, you know, and it's really good. I think. Yeah, uh, it, it. I I agree. And and Stefan made a point, and that I think um. It's important to think back to with the opening, the the opening of the film, you know, the stuff back on the island is very it's it's bombastic, right? Like it's very mm-hmm. it's very big and over the top. And it it is doing what the lost world did for its whole runtime. It's like we're going to give you double the dinos and double the this and double the that. And it's it's just going to be insane. And what I like about it is it does all that. And then they get off the island and there's that wonderfully sad shot of the brachiosaurus oh my god yeah doing and and it's the exact same 
the I, same I, one. The same the one, and it from that they see that the very first time that bucks up on its back legs, and I went, and the movie kept that tone for the rest of it, that like melancholy, like, mm-hmm. and I was so blown away by that choice. And that's how I think this movie succeeds over the lost world. Is it the the lost world is strange as it is for me to say this. And I I can only say this now, knowing that Spielberg produced the transformers films. So there's at least a little bit of his insight into whatever garbage Michael Bay is putting on screen. The lost (laughs) world, the, the lost world feels like a Michael Bay film, less, less than a Steven Spielberg film. It feels like a film that doesn't have confidence in the times that it's quiet so it's so it's just it keeps the pace trying to go a million miles a minute to make sure you don't have time to think about it too much. Whereas Fallen Kingdom, even though we've admitted it's got, you know, it's not a perfect film, it has a lot more confidence in itself to kind of go, yeah, you know, you just had Jurassic World, which gave you everything you wanted and the big music cues and had a T-Rex fight, this other T-Rex hybrid thing. And, you know, for the second half of this, we're just going to have this, like, one or two dinosaurs chasing a little kid around and have it be about these relationships and have it be a bit more scary and stripped down. And it feels like more of a movie, even though it's doing less on screen. And, and that's a really hard thing to to commit yourself to specifically if you're a production company like I, I it really shows how much confidence or just hey there's no way this isn't going to make at least a billion dollars again to do whatever the hell you want um but to make a movie that isn't you know like transformers two level excess you know right which they easily could have done i gave kyle a look when he's like any kind of crap michael bay does i was about to say like yeah, like Armageddon. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Flashback to another episode. Call back. Oh, yes. We're just going to keep circling around until we just re-record all of our episodes every time. That's 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 the that would that's the organization and consistency we bring to you here on Fighting Films. When you mentioned you know Jeff Goldblum performances, have you ever seen a movie called Mr. Frost? No. Oh. I think it's on YouTube. It's it's kind of one of those movies that you know has never gotten a DVD release. It's this. He plays this guy, the serial killer, who claims to be the devil. Oh no shit! It's really good. Oh, I've seen the cover for this. And you know when we mentioned the 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 um, Brachiosaurus from the scene, you know that the one that died, you know that was the original one, and I. I can't watch that scene anymore without thinking of the Animaniacs promo. Oh God. Yes. You know <laughs> that what? was gold. Yes. Every, everybody listening to this show, the Animaniacs are coming back. Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you have not watched the promo that spoofs Jurassic Park immediately when this is done, watch it. It, it brings back. Oh, I saw that and I'm like, cause I, I had heard somebody that, you know, had a passing knowledge of the show. I showed them that and they were like, Okay, that was funny, but why Jurassic Park? And I'm like, oh, go, why not? One of, one of the best parts of Animaniacs was that they constantly broke the fourth wall and made fun of the fact that Steven Spielberg produced their show, and yeah. I, I thought that was genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait for more Anim- Animaniacs. Um, and they're they're developing. Speaking of shows in that vein, they're developing Darkwing Duck now that he's been showing oh my up. God, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, he's been showing up in the background on the DuckTales show, like here and there, and they're they're doing it. Darkwing Duck was incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say let's give some final thoughts on both of these because I am getting exhausted, even though I could talk forever, but right. you might just start hearing me snore and talk in my sleep, <laughs> and that would be funny. My final thoughts is I I think Fallen Kingdom is just it's it's the polished, um, more uh, more controlled version of what the Lost World easily could have been. Even though the Lost World is still an absolute blast in its own right, and I would not want it to not exist because it's got too many awesome set pieces and a lot of the cool stuff we remember about the kind of dinosaurs these movies created can be attributed to the lost world because it did just so much more with them than what jurassic park did but this film proves to you that less can be more and so i think it it's a cool a you know whereas jurassic world kind of went yeah jurassic park was cool and we agree that it's a better movie but what if we just gave you dinosaurs all the goddamn time and people loved it and cheered and went crazy for it. This movie then went said, okay, now we've got you back in our crosshairs. So we're going to slow things down a bit. Um, think a little bit, get, get empathetic a little bit, you know, be scared a little bit more. And um, I, I'm there for it. And I, and I hope Dominion just is a goddamn home run. So that's my thoughts. That's very well said. It's very well said. That's, very well said. that's what I was thinking too. I'm really excited for Dominion to come out. You know, I think that'll be the home run. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess a reason I wanted to do this is because I was torn about which is, for me personally, which is better, um, The Lost World or Fallen Kingdom. And I think I think, I think I figured that out. Thanks. Which, which do you think? Fallen Kingdom. Okay, that's, that's cool because it, does, it doesn't have to end up that way. But I... I, I watched, um, you know, Lost World again in preparation for this and was still amazed at how much fun the movie can be. But yeah, this one, ever like you said, every time you watch it, it just, it gets me excited about dinosaurs again. Mm-hmm. And, and Lost World, Lost World gets me excited about Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? But, right, but which you don't movie, want a movie to remind you of another movie. Yes, yeah, this, yeah. this, and again, you know, I... I I would never want the there's these are five movies that none of them are terrible, but Lost World is underwhelming and Jurassic Park three is okay. Where's the third act of the movie? Um, but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. but this this one this one I feel like is the whole package. It you know it it it's surprising. It doesn't feel like you're retreading something that you've already done. Um. You know, and and I know some people didn't like the Indoraptor. I thought the Indoraptor was really freaking cool. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this movie's scene, you know, going back to like though of like just things that are I can't believe they did that, and I'm so happy they did. The blood transfusion from the T Rex is the movie's best scene. The two of them in there with the T Rex puppet, and then mm-hmm. that like that moving almost jaw getting them when they're coming back out. It's just to have an intimate, quiet scene with a T-Rex is such a ballsy thing to do. And they nailed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That That's just what I like about this movie is you, you got a director that's like, Oh, so I have to work with dinosaurs. Well, I made a movie about a haunted orphanage. Um, let, let me try a little of that. 
<laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so anyway, yeah. Um, Kyle or Stefan, any anybody with a with a final final um, breakdown other than we can't wait for Dominion? Um, you know, I think I think the Jurassic Park series and then Jurassic World. Um, the you know, of course, they're together. You know, where Jurassic Park gets first, and that leads into Jurassic World much later. And I think, but they're both um, in a way similar, in a way a lot different. You know, um, where we haven't seen Dominion yet. Um, but that seems like it's going to be a really cool home run, you know. Um, but of course, with Jurassic World and then United or uh, Fallen Kingdom, sorry, it's uh, Fallen Kingdom just makes a lot more sense, I think. It just falls in line with what it's supposed to be, you know. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, I am going to choose an MVP for Fallen Kingdom, actually. Awesome. And awesome. that's going to be the uh, sassy veterinarian. Yes! Um, I have no idea how you get to be a, what was it, a paleo veterinarian? Yes. A veterinarian? Something like that. But, like, Miss Sassy Pants, she's not taking any guff. She's got the knowledge. She's like, you're not going to shoot me unless you want this dinosaur to die. Like, and then, you know, when uh, everything's hitting the fan and... Uh, Oh, I forget his name. He was uh, B.D. Wong, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Wong on Law and Order. Um, Henry Wu. Thank you. Um, he comes in and tries to get um, the dinosaur that had gotten shot and had gotten the transfusion. And he's like, you know, I need this dinosaur or at least his blood. And she's like, uh, well, he's not clean. <laughs> And he's like, yes, he is. I made him myself. He's perfect. And she's like, nope. <laughs> nope. And, like, uh, when, you know, she and Justice were, you know, the guards were coming up on them. And, you know, she grabs the gate door, opens it up, and, like, triangulates them back into a corner so that they're safe. So that the dinosaur goes after the guards. Like, hell yes, girl. <laughs> Her name was uh, Zia Rodriguez, by the way, was the character name. Yes. Okay. Well, she did great. Um, she is my MVP for Fallen Kingdom, and you know, I uh, I hope we see her in the next movie. She she will be in it. Oh, good. Yep. And oh, anyone wait for that. any character that would get called a nasty woman by Ted Levine's character <laughs> is do, is doing something right. Oh, I thought that was a great. I just thought that was such a great nod to, um, you know, 2018, you know, with the whole 45 situation and everything. She is definitely a nasty woman, and we love her for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> oh man, an, an MVP for Fallen Kingdom. That's such a good one. 
Um, well, I mean, Steph- you guys can choose between, you know, the movies that you talked about before. You don't have to pick one. For oh, that. yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah. I want to do one for Lost World, too. I just I wanted to say how great of a choice yours was. Um, <laughs> Stefan, do you do you have one for Fallen Kingdom? Um, that's actually the one I was going to use. I would say also maybe uh, uh, Maisie. The little girl who (laughs) Jess and I had a really funny conversation about this, you know, at the end when, you know, she lets them out and she's like, they're alive as am I. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not a bloodthirsty killer. Like, (laughs) and Jess is like, you don't know that she can grow up to be like, you know, a serial, you know, Catherine Trammell, or she could, yep. you know, be doing that right now. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, like, going orphan on her. <laughs> yeah, and we were we were joking about it. And I'm like, she could have smothered her grandpa, like you know, identity. Who knows? For for <laughs> me, for me, I'm gonna choose a scene. Um, to me, the MVP is the is T Rex transfusion scene because. While it is completely ridiculous, it is so unbelievable and it yes. showcases the amazing um, puppetry work. Even the original Jurassic Park had to battle with, you know, lest we forget, the original Jurassic Park has incredible animatronic and puppet work in, on top mm-hmm. of having amazing CGI that still looks good. It's so weird. It's not perfect, but it's believable. And and I've seen it on like a big back screen and I still go, holy crap, this movie is great. <laughs> um, and it's three years old, you know? Yeah. But uh, um, the, the puppet work in this movie uh, is unsung. You know, it obviously made the movie cost more. That stuff is expensive to do. But in this sequence, it's just... It makes all of the tension work and all of the stress work, and I, I love it for it. Uh, for the Lost World, my MVP, even though I don't particularly like him in retrospect in it, I'm going to say my MVP for the Lost World is Baby Vince Vaughn. Prove that. Oh, are we, Chris? Are we going to actually talk about the Lost World at all? Um, I don't know. Do we? I mean, we kind of did it a bunch in our episode. In yeah, I mean. I I don't really have much to uh, much I'm to say about give it. it an MVP. You don't have to. Yeah, I know you you can. Um, I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, I mean it. It's it's funny, you know, Jess. You mentioned how you don't remember much about it when you saw it, nor today. Uh, my sister, I remember saw it. Told me about how she saw it in theaters with friends, and how like. After the second half, they were so bored, they just sat there and ate candy and talked. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, come on, it's not, it's not, it has, it has some moments, like the, you know, the, um. Super enjoyable movie. Yeah, like, like the, the hanging over the cliff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the part that I think in that movie is scary is when. Excuse the, me, I'm going to sit over here and eat some candy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the part where the aerial shot where the raptors are like descending upon yep. the group that that to me is scary. I remember being, being really scared by that as a kid uh, in theaters. And um, it is the best shot I feel 
involving raptors in any of the Jurassic Park movies. It's, uh-huh. it's perfect. And I feel like that uh, this movie... Uh, this movie is the opposite of Fallen Kingdom in the sense that I feel like it really goes downhill in the final act when they leave the island and go to San Diego. I think it goes downhill really fast, whereas Fallen Kingdom improves. Yeah, it, and it's another thing when, like, you know, if you guys have ever watched the special features or any behind-the-scenes stuff, there's a reason why Spielberg doesn't make a ton of sequels. Um, this one was fully like, you know, how can you not make a sequel to this movie? I mean, Michael Crichton wrote the damn book so yeah. they could make a movie, right? Like, this is this is exactly why this happened. But you watch Spielberg in these shots, and he's just like, he's. It reminds me of Peter Jackson in the Hobbit behind the scenes stuff. He just looks like. I'm so frustrated and bored and I don't want to be here. And if you watch Spielberg on the Jurassic Park behind the scenes stuff, he's like super like, look, this is a triceratops. Like, wow. He's just so excited. And in, in Lost World, it's like, can't we just move on and do something else at this point? And it's such a <laughs> bummer because he his enthusiasm can bleed through onto screen, right? The guy the guy can just make it happen. And Lost World is 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 a beautiful looking movie. Like they definitely filmed the crap out of it. It's a Spielberg movie, right? It just it it lacks. It doesn't feel like anyone cared, you know. Like everybody seems to be phoning it in a little bit. And in Fallen Kingdom, they seem to be really. There seems to be like this um, dynamic, like fire lit everybody. Like I I don't know about you guys, but I feel Chris Pratt in Jurassic World, I won't say is phoning it in, but that was like a year that Chris Pratt had been in like six movies, right? Yeah. So I feel in this one, he was kind of just being, I don't really know what my character is. Because it's like, am I, funny? am I serious? Am I Indiana Jones? Am I Star-Lord? Like, I really don't know. And I feel like in Fallen Kingdom, he kind of dialed it in. And it's, no, he's kind of like Brendan Fraser in the month, you know? That that's what he locked into for Fallen Kingdom, and it's like okay, this works. yeah. But in the first one, it was kind of like I don't know who I am. Am I supposed to be like an old like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties like hero guy, or am I like I don't really know? And um, I don't know. It's something about the characters in Fallen Kingdom seemed to like their anti bit that continued no, I... on from the first. I, I gotta go off here. Um, have you seen the the Magnificent Seven? No, I haven't yet. The the the, the remake, right? No, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Okay, so I enjoy that movie. I think it's funny, but you want to see Chris Pratt phoning it in? There it is. Like oh, interesting. Like I I understand, you know, um, Pratt mania. I got a little pratted out myself. Um, in seeing him in so many blockbuster movies, like it, it was actually kind of like a deterrent. At and he time. played, and he played largely the same character. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, but you know, I, I'm happy for him. You know, go him. But it's also like you don't have to do everything. Yep. Pick and choose. Make it good. You know, um, 
so I definitely understand being pratted out and I'm glad, you know, he's, he's kind of backed off. Um, I did like how he worked with the Raptors. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I, that's what I really liked about it. Um, and his genuine concern for blue and, you know, um, I feel like his best acting was with the Raptors um, and actually in Fallen Kingdom, uh, the part where Maisie is watching a bit of film from when the Raptors were babies and they like lined up or, you know, followed one of his cues for the first time. And he's like, did you see that? Did you get that on video? This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like that seemed genuine. Like, it, yeah, it was, it was definitely better. Um, I, they they doubled down, they doubled down on that aspect of the character and I, and I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm irritated and glad that they brought Blue back. Um, I don't know how Blue survived, but, um, (laughs) You know, it is what it is, but also that they had to use her in order to get him to come along and help is a little frustrating. It's like, you know, you can live out in the country and work on your cabin, and that's great, but we kind of need you right now. Yeah, you You can be genuinely Mm -hmm. a good person without, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's that, and that was like the carryover character trait from the first one of like I don't buy him as the rough and tumble loner. Yeah. You know, I buy him as the goofy loner. I don't buy him as the rough and tumble, you know, um like I've I've been hurt a lot and seen a lot of shit, so I don't care about any of you, but I care about this one dinosaur. It's like I don't buy that prat. You know, he's he's too nice. Well, he brought up a couple of times in uh, Jurassic World that he was in the military. And, yeah. you know, nope. most most military people, from what I've met and learned, are, you know, willing to help. I understand, you know, him going, because Blue's still alive. I mean, he raised her from a baby. I mean, that's that's his baby. Um, but also his babies turned against him. So yeah. as, mm-hmm. as children are apt to do, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I just, you know, as him coming off as a loner in the second one, like, you know, I, I guess had they made it a little more funny, like, Oh no, don't drag me that back into that again. Da 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 da. Like, I, I feel it would have been a little bit better of a reception than, you know, him just being curmudgeonly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's hard to buy him that way. Yeah. Right. And then we have on the other coin uh, with the Lost World, uh, Ian Malcolm, you know, how he was convinced to go back to the island or to, to the different the different island. And that that whole exposition was really clunky don't you think how in the lost world it was like oh it's you know there was another island you know what 10 miles away 
where yeah, you know that oh where, where we raised the dinosaurs even though we saw them get birthed in the eggs in the first one and so and, and, and I, I mentioned I mentioned with uh I mentioned to Jess you know um with uh with uh Bryce Dallas Howard's character God I'm why am I blanking on her name in these movies uh I don't remember it either that, I'm gonna look yeah I was gonna I, I Claire, 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 Claire. So, uh, you know, it should have been a red flag where it's like you're moving them to this island so far away. Why don't you move them to Isla Sorna, which is like 10 miles away? It'll be a lot easier just moving back there. Uh, but anyways, and, you know, so one thing I do love about the Lost World is the and this is just Jeff Goldblum's amazing acting is that. He, he plays a totally different character from Jurassic Park to the Lost World, and it's because he's been through shit. Yeah. In, in, the, in the four years, so he, he, yeah, he, he lost his uh, tenure in uh, academia. He became a pariah because he reported. He tried to expose what happened, and nobody believed him. And you just believe that, yeah, he is down and about, and yeah, he probably would be more apt to do something like that. So... I, I think that that's an interesting difference or, or similar. Yeah. Is it similar difference between the two? I think it's a similarity. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, and I think it's what makes his arc better than Pratt's. Yeah. Uh, the, this move, this movie is better, but gold is just, he, you know, the, the guy's a pro, like he shows mm-hmm. up, reads a script, finds out what is supposed to happen to his character. And, Nails it, and you know, for carrying the entirety of "I'm the only cast member back," you know, <laughs> um, that Goldblum had to carry in that. That was impressive. He, um, you know? uh, no, there were there were other cast members from Jurassic Park, uh, Richard Attenborough, and then the kids made a cameo. That's yeah, but even Attenborough was a bit of a cameo, you know. True. True. I mean, Gold, the movie was Goldblum's arc. You know, like, oh, yeah. it was about him. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was the main thing. I mean, you know, it. You know, you've got Julianne Moore being a badass, which is always fun to see. Mm-hmm. And if you thought, if you thought his uh, his exposition between the movies was clunky, then we can talk about the books, where it was like at the end of Jurassic Park, they said he was dead. Yeah, and like, oh, he was in a coma or whatever. No, no, he he's fine. He's fine. He's back. It's like, <laughs> oh, all right, I'm I'm not I'm not joking. That that's what it was. They no, just restarted that, his heart book, after that's... X many years. Yeah, yeah. Th- <laughs> that book, I've never heard a book phone it in as bad as that book. Mm-hmm. Like that was totally Crichton going money. Okay, and it has some cool ideas, but it's just like we told this whole story and and that's one of the reason why I like Fallen Kingdom is Fallen Kingdom goes yeah we did kind of tell the whole story so here's something really different you know and and I really like that about it where Lost World I would have watched a whole movie of the last act you know if, if Lost World opened with a boat coming over with a T-Rex on it and T-Rex going apeshit on San Francisco mm-hmm. at least that would have been an interesting movie but after the two hours of movie that they've already given you that's just spielberg and his friends going wouldn't it be funny if we made a little godzilla movie real quick you know what i mean like that's all that was and Um, and i would argue that you know 
much as as faulty as that was, it was better than the Godzilla that we got a year later. It was. You know, it, it it is a great sequence, and it doesn't work in that movie. No, it doesn't. It, it's so weird. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes. you know, so this so this episode doesn't you know get too long because we have the other part tacked on. Uh, my that guy, or I should say that girl in this movie, is the little girl at the beginning that gets attacked, but she survives. Uh, uh, Camila Bell is yes. the actress. You uh, probably remember her. Her most significant role is the. Highly underrated, in my opinion, remake to When a Stranger Calls. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you on that. I thought that movie in some ways improved on the original. The original the original with Carol Kane is like the, the the opening the opening scene and the final scene are both very good and very scary, but the rest of it is really just filler. Yeah, I agree. Well, you gotta the have remake a somewhere. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it, it, she she wasn't even really in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like a, a random cop chase movie that just it's yeah it's clunky. The remake of When a Stranger Calls just suffered from coming out when they were remaking everything. Yeah, that's all it really. Was. Yes. I think it would have been way better accepted if it had come out a couple of years later or a couple of years sooner. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, uh, Chris, who was your, uh, that guy? I know you started to mention it. Oh, it wasn't, uh, th- that guy's, I, I leave up to you guys because you're way better at it than me. Um, <laughs> mine was, um, mine was, uh, um, not a guy, but an MVP. Mine was Vince oh. Vaughn attra- attempting to convince us that baby young Vince Vaughn can be an action star. And he tries. Mm-hmm. He really tries. But, yeah, uh, I would have really. I would have really rather had freaky Vince Vaughn in this, you know. He was still, um, yeah, yeah. He was, he was basically trying to be Ted Levine's character in, in Fallen Kingdom, and it's just like <laughs> I'm not sure I buy this. Oh my! I <laughs> but guess he was, I'll have to but go he was rewatch trying. it. Yeah, he was still. Um, he was still more convincing, I thought, than than his role as a Norman Bates. <laughs> yeah, that was dangerously miscast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I, I don't I don't hate that movie as much as a lot of other people do. I just want to say that. Yes, you were saying. Yeah. Oh, I was saying I have a question now. Yeah. So, since yeah. we're talking about these two movies, I I am gonna bring up uh, Jurassic World again, and Vin, baby action star Vince Vaughn, versus senior manager asshole Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, D'Onofrio was so good in Jurassic yeah. World. Happy oh, to he see him there. He, mm-hmm. He's amazing in everything he does. He really is. And I was it was so good to see him because that character shouldn't work. Like, he should <laughs> no. totally walk on just be like, oh, no, not another one of this guy. And he shows up and he's just like, yeah, I'm freaking owning this. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knocks it out of the park. I was uh, I was telling Stefan, um, I listened to Armchair Expert every once in a while and I listened to an episode of his and he was just the sweetest, nicest, most caring, humble guy, whatever. And then you see him in this and you're like, damn. I 
Have Have either of you two heard of a movie called Chain? Oh no. It's uh so it's um originally an NC seventeen rated uh thriller. You like it, those, don't you, Stefan? <laughs> Yeah, and so um, it's directed by uh, Jennifer Lynch, who does a lot of TV now. Like, you, you see her, she directs a lot of like American Horror Story, The Walking Dead. That's David Lynch's uh, daughter. Um, yep. Vincent D'Onofrio plays this um, serial killer who uh, he poses as, as a cab driver. And a lot of it is problematic, but there's a major twist at the end that kind of like you're like, okay, yeah, it it makes sense in that regard. And so uh, he he uh, kidnaps this mother and her son, eight year old son, kills the mom, and then chains the son uh, in his home and basically tries to groom him to be a killer as well. And coming from someone who majored in psychology in college, there is a lot of interesting stuff there regarding nature and nurture with what, what can win out in a person. Mm-hmm. And he, he, his character is just, it's, he's very frightening in that movie. It sounds like another Mr. Brooks situation, to be honest. Yeah, kind of. Which I, I, I did like that movie too. And it's a, it's a shame that uh, we never got the... Um, uh, the the franchise with from Mr. Brooks that they wanted to do. I just that, like the ending. That's the one that had Dane Cook in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was and he, he really good. Well, damn. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know what happens? Money talks. Um. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Uh, I and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of that guys in the Lost World too. Another one is up. Um. Uh, Arliss Howard, Jess, you probably remember him from True Blood, and you do too, Chris. Yep. Yeah. Which one was he in True Blood? The uh, the governor in like season oh, six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't recognize him at first. In um. Oh oh, he was he was the the uh, he was Stalker Channing's asshole husband in Tu Wong Fu. Oh. That, that's him. That's him. That guy. That oh. guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, that guy. We should find. We should think of some movie to compare that one with because I'd love to talk about that movie. Do you want um, to? Yeah, for Pride Month, stick a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, um, and then there's a um, uh, another one is a uh, 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 Pete Postlewaite. Oh. Yep. He was. Uh, he's he's been in a ton of stuff. R.I.P. Uh, God, who was this character again? Ro- uh, Roland. And he yep. he was a character that uh, there was a crucial deleted scene that was left out of the Lost World that really, where you un- you got to understand his character more. And I wish they would have left it in. It always the way. Yep, that happens a lot. Um, I would say... Uh, my MVP, just because I have to mention the ridiculousness of the scene, is uh, Kelly, who's uh, the Vanessa Lee Chester, who I always remember as, uh, um, was it Becky and Harriet the Spy, I think was her name? Her friend. Oh, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, she was in that. 
And also the little princess. Oh, the movie's so sad, but whatever. Um, yes, yeah. I watched that movie in third grade. Yeah, no, no, it, it's a great movie. Alfonso Cuaron, you could tell he was going to be, he was going to do great things when you saw that movie. Um, yeah, uh, so her character, I mean, <laughs> I, I know, Jess, you think I've used this term a lot, but this, it's really early to say this was the part where the, the series jumped the shark. But it kind of does that here. And oh, I, yeah. um, one of my good friends actually never saw another Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movie after this because of the scene uh, where she. So we, we mentioned early on, you know, because you need character exposition that she was cut from the gymnastics team. So flash ahead to where they're trapped in the, the bunker or whatever, where the raptors are climbing up. Uh, which I think it's a scary scene, by the way, when she and uh, Sarah, Julie, and Moore were trapped in there, and she's like, no, just go, I'll be right behind you, and then it just like pops through the door like that, as they're trying to get out. That's scary. Um, and so uh, the raptor is set upon her dad, and she says, hey, and the raptor turns and stares at her, <laughs> turns and stares, and she starts doing gymnastics moves, and kicks it out of the window, and it falls and gets impaled. And of course, Malcolm has to say, the school cut you from the team? Because we got to loop back to that. All right, so for The Lost World Jurassic Park, Stefan, what did the critics think of this one? Yeah, so uh, as per Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, it is a critical score of 53% and an audience score of 51%. Yeah, Jurassic Park, you know, is 91% for both, for, yeah. for critical and audience. And for Fallen Kingdom, only 47% for critical and 48% audience. So both were really close. I mean, close to each uh, audience and critical score for each, and then both of them together. Wow. Yeah, and Fallen Kingdom surprises me that it's not higher. Yeah, I I really feel like Fallen Kingdom critic wise would be more like in a, in the sixties or seventies. I and agree. The, and the, I know the audiences were kind of lukewarm warm on it, but um, I don't know. Forty eight just seems like like Jurassic Park three territory, and this movie yeah. is like three times better than that. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> just for reference, yeah, Jurassic World had seventy percent critical and seventy eight percent audience. And Jurassic Park 3 had 49% audience and, or sorry, 49% critical and 36% audience. Right, which is very much exactly where I'd stick Jurassic Park 3. Because it's entertaining, it's just not very good. Right. Fallen Kingdom is just a really good movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, it's not, you know, a, a plus movie but it's it's a solid movie and i i just i don't understand the dislike i guess it's just too jarringly different for people so that brings us to to think and speculate how do you think dominion's going to turn out and you know we have to wait a lot longer don't we oh i know yeah the last since last time we recorded the original episode it uh uh was delayed till next summer so till 2022 so uh and we're yeah. promised, right? We're promised that our main th- three original cast members, right, are back in full roles. Mm-hmm. Not the like Jeff Goldblum is, you know, 
at a court case for five minutes roll like this one. That's what supposedly, yeah. Have you seen any of the uh, footage of them on set? Yeah. Yeah, they're having so much fun. I know, I know. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be optimistic and say that Dominion will be somewhere in the 60% range. Yeah, and it's um, it's the original film's director, right, being brought back for Dominion. Yes, Colin Trevorrow. And God, that um, that short he did was the balls. Oh yeah, thank you. I didn't uh, mention that. Wasn't that great? Oh, it was awesome. That that could be one of my. I mean, yeah, it's not fleshed out to a whole movie, but that's a great piece of Jurassic Park. Like that's mm-hmm. really well done. And I don't know. I've I've always kind of liked him. I know he gets a lot of crap from a lot of people, especially he got a bit of a high horse on him from Jurassic World. And, you know, he was set up to do the third Star Wars movie for a while. And, you know, he kind of got a little big for his britches. And but I don't know. I I think I think the guy just seems to genuinely want to make good movies. I mean, he wrote this one, you know, Fallen Kingdom that we're talking about. And that, you know, shows some you know, forward progression in storytelling. It It's not just aping on another movie, you know, like Jurassic World was intentionally. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. Nice. Well, I'll yeah. Definitely, definitely be there opening night. Oh, hell yeah. You kidding me? <laughs> God, maybe it'll come out when we're actually hanging out at some point and we can, because God, Jurassic World opening day on IMAX was quite a sight to behold when audiences were like, half cover in their eyes and ears going, is it going to suck? Is it going to suck? And then that score <laughs> kicks up and everyone went, Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it just took you away for the rest of the runtime. Definitely. Yeah. Kyle and I were there opening night and it was just an experience. It, it's a hell of a movie. They, and, and, you know, I like just having strictly summer blockbuster movies again. I, I like that. I mean, there should be 80 dinosaur movies, right? The mm-hmm. fact that, the fact that we're only getting A-list dinosaur movies, so we only get like one every four years, if that surprises me, because you'd think there would have been like 80 of these franchises after Jurassic Park came out. I mean, it depends on the the quality that you want. If you go on Prime, there's a lot of, you know, B stuff, hmm. B, C, D. Yeah. I, I guess that's the old the the old fashioned me speaking when, you know, most stuff still made it to theaters. You know, like imagine, imagine in the 80s full moon era you know or mm-hmm. or, or see so like oh that would have been awesome it's like oh yeah this is jurassic park and park jurassic and cretaceous grassland <laughs> <laughs> or uh, i guess that's what asylum does now right yeah that, that's that's their thing uh what was it um atlantic rim <laughs> god that movie's terrible well and you know as as we've said on other episodes, you know, um, it's called Fighting Films because it's a clever name. Um, but sometimes, you know, films are actually pitted up against each other. And I think it's reasonable to say that these two should be. But um, I'd say this is a bit more of a technical knockout on points more than um, any uh, one of these two movies left, you know, dead and bleeding in the middle of the ring <laughs> as it would be. <laughs> um, so, you know, Lost World lives to fight another day, but um, it, it has a true successor in a movie that was able to look at what worked about it as a sequel and be a legacy sequel to it and go, hey, I can do what you did better. Um and really, you know, just be an awesome flick. And, you know, this gets 
worse reviews from a lot of people than than um Jurassic World. And I think that that's that's a bummer because I think there's a lot more ambition here. Um even though Jurassic World is wonderful, but there's a lot more ambition and I, and I hope Dominion just, you know, really sticks the landing. So, maybe we'll be back to put <laughs> Dominion up against Jurassic Park 3, which oh um, <laughs> That one will that one will be left in a bloody pulp in the middle of the ring because yes, I have a feeling I have a feeling Dominion is going to have a third act. That's that's yeah, I know, and yeah, not not end yeah, and not, not be not, ended not with have, a, not be ended not with a soul a, phone a call or appear in a dream. Alan, <laughs> Alan, Alan. <laughs> so yeah. funny, funny, funny story about that. Before I log off, I'll leave you with this. So I saw that movie in the theater with my friend Steve, actually the Skeeter plays guy that I was uh, doing a, a bid for at the beginning of this. And the movie wasn't even over when he turned to me from the seat in the side and tapped me on the shoulder with his arms up and went, Alan, and it <laughs> killed me. So, you know, they have like the Jurassic World toys with like the masks that like the jaw goes on the bottom jaw. And if you talk, the raptor's mouth opens. Right. Have you seen these? I put one of those on in a Walmart and recorded myself and sent that to him. And he mm-hmm. said, he said, I just pissed my pants. He's like, That's, I, you know, I haven't thought of that in so long. And <laughs> it's, so great. it's so bad. So, yeah, guys, um, you know, this this has uh, been great. Um, Stefan, as always, thank you for co-hosting Fighting Films. Thank you for coming up with the idea. Um, and Kyle, thank you so much for joining us again and really adding a lot of great stuff to this. So I really appreciate it. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. And it was a pleasure doing it. And I really appreciate you guys having me having me again on here. So. Are all three of us on Fallen Kingdom on this? Yes. Um, I voted for um, Jurassic World, which wasn't on there, so I accidentally voted for Lost World. <laughs> That's okay. That, okay, so we should adjust that, but tell us about the battle poll, Jess, because we, even though this was a prior recorded episode, we ran a fresh uh, poll to make sure we were able to... Uh, do this portion of it so what do our fans think yes sir uh, i post a new poll every monday about a movie pairing that's coming up um it's always which movie did you like better or do you like better and we got the lost world over fallen kingdom 66.7 percent to 33.3 percent and there was 18 voters Woo-hoo. um i mean i'm not i yeah, uh, and I was shocked that it was Fallen Kingdom was leading initially. <laughs> yeah, so. I I don't know. Now just the tides turned, I guess. Apparently, the tides definitely turned. Um, so it, it's an interesting one. I I think you know. Um, I think a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia. I think you know people were taken off guard by Jurassic World and showed up. I mean. That movie was like the the like third one point three or billion or something more earner of that year, right? This just had legs. Um, so Fallen Kingdom, you know, uh, comes out and it's way less fanservice in its own thing. And I think that people hold a nostalgia for the Lost World, um, you know, that they don't hold for Fallen Kingdom because it was so different. 
and that played itself out in this poll, definitely. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. So, yeah. So, that was extremely interesting, <laughs> the, yeah. the way that played out. Yeah, um, definitely interesting so, uh, to see how they changed throughout the week. And it's great. It's great to see so many people voting. So, you know, the, those is. that are listening to this for the first, you know, do what Jess says. Check out the Twitter. Check out the Instagram. Check out the Facebook. You know, get involved in the conversation. I think uh, um, interaction between fans is one of the best parts of podcasting. You know? It really is. And we definitely yes. want to hear from you. Uh, you can like and review us on iTunes and Facebook. Uh, mostly iTunes because that's what usually counts. But we'd like to see on Facebook too. We do have our Twitter poll which drops every Monday. And we are there at Films Fighting. Otherwise you can type us in at Fighting Films Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Patreon as uh, Fighting Films Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Fighting Films Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Fighting Films or Fighting Films Pod. And you can email us at fightingfilmspod at gmail.com. And I will answer you. All right. So that brings us to our final thoughts. This is a, uh, you know, a new one. This is our first episode that's a re-release of a previously done episode. Um, Stefan and I had Kyle on the original episode as our guest, and Kyle was a blast to have on, as always. But this is our uh, re-looking back on these films as the newly established trio on this new released episode of a previous released episode of Fighting Films. So with that, Stefan and Jess, what are your final thoughts on these films? You know, I think I think they both have their strong points, and uh, you'll see you'll uh, when you listen to the main episode. Uh, the reason I wanted to do this is because I was conflicted with which one yeah. I liked better. Yep, it was a major. It, you know, you you and Kyle were both trying to co- convince me of that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What, what what about you, Jess? Give give us a send off. What are your thoughts? Um, even though I kind of flubbed up on watching or rewatching the movies this week, um, I had a great time revisiting the dinos and the island. And it was also really great to have Kyle on. He's definitely a good friend, a good guest, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear from him again in the future. Yes, it really is always a blast to record with Kyle. Um, and he did a great job on this episode. So, For the Fighting Films Podcast, this has been Chris, Jess, and Stefan. Let's keep those films fighting, and we'll talk to you next time.